Although I work for a finance company, my background is very much in tech, um, but I did make it my mission this year to get more business understanding, um, just because it helped me make decisions for the business um, in my role. Um, I would say one thing is just to never stop learning. Mm. Like, don't be afraid to, if you do need to change careers completely, it is likely that you will go into a more junior role or your sidestep and you may end up taking a salary cut. Um, I didn't, but I definitely took a lot longer to get to where I wanted to be just because I completely changed industries. And you have to remember that you're in it for the long run. So mm. even though you feel like it may be a setback at the time, it's going to propel you so much further forward than you ever imagined. So mm. I ended up taking that side step and I studied, I learned, I was curious, I asked questions. I had no shame. I was so shameless. Like when I first entered this company, I would literally email like managers out of the blue and be like, can I have a coffee with you? Like, what do you mm. do? How do I get to where you are? Um, I just wanted to learn as much as I could so that I could like work out what the best route for me was in my career. And I studied as much as I could. I took courses. I just learned like any opportunity that was given to me in this role, I took it. And I think that really paid off in the end because mm. I've had about four or five roles. I've not had an interview in about six years because huh. people just recognized that I was good at what I was doing and they offered me opportunities. And I think what you need to do is make yourself known so that people can recognize the work that you're doing. Amazing. That's, that's, that's really interesting. And um, I, I guess the key words that you, you, you're you basically speaking about, which we always talk about, what finance or key words are being intentional and also being proactive, um, which is what I think everyone should be doing. Um, I wanted to talk a bit more about, you know, the industry, digital marketing, because I think it's becoming a much, much more um, popular type of industry or, or sector yeah. within the workplace um it's not something that was very very common back in the days maybe you can shed a bit more light on that but even as everyone would know i'm an investor and one of my biggest um themes when it comes to investing is actually digitalization so i guess for anyone who's actually thinking you know how do i even begin um a journey in di di digitalization i will struggle to say the word but digitalization or digital marketing how do they get started but also what I also wanted to ask is as an individual you know a lot of people nowadays are doing things like freelance work or setting up side businesses or anything like that it sounds like you haven't is there any specific reason why you haven't um or is it something you're considering in the future in so, fact I'll answer the latter question because i think you've answered the first question already <laughs> the latter question is one we're interested in so i actually do freelance consult on the side um not a lot um here and there i help out on projects um i am trying to set up set myself up next year to become a fully fledged freelance digital consultant um i because i come from a consultancy background i think it would be quite an easy transition but what i have realized in that when i was at the consultancy you could literally you could come in with one job role and you could be put on a project out of london with a completely different job role and you have to just adapt like there's no patience there's no learning you literally have to just get on with the job and so my aim for 2021 is to become more t-shaped and um, when i say that i mean expand on the skills that i have but also branch out sideways so i want to be able to learn different areas of digital transformation so that i can consult on like a holistic approach and make sure that i can include all the different areas um, for, for the last sort of four or five years i've been quite specialized into website work um, 
and like doing product owner and working agile but I actually want to learn UX I want to learn data I want to learn analytics like all the different areas in digital transformation so that I can consult next year and I think for me like one of the main reasons I want to do it is to help small businesses like 2020 has shown that you know if you don't have an online presence like you could be screwed you could lose your job you could lose all of your revenue everything if you're not able to transition to online Um, and so next year I really want to work with small businesses and help them stay afloat by you know helping them get online and increase their digital presence but that involves me having various skills and at the moment I think because I've been so specialized I need to work on improving like all my other skills as well um, mm. And eventually, yeah, my long-term goal is to be a digital consultant. Um, yeah, so I do want to do that alongside my full-time job. That's what I like to hear. Amazing, amazing. And in the months and years to come, when you actually um, continue implementing your consultancy services, it'd be great to have you back on and, and feel free to keep us updated with how that's going on and share more of the world about what you offer and that side of things. So absolutely amazing. Um, you, you currently have a lot of responsibilities, um, Lizzie, in your day job. Um, you manage quite a lot. Um, can you talk to us a bit more about what you... I don't know if you manage people or a team or in terms of um, a bit more about the product, but also um, given all of the responsibilities you have, which is a lot, how do you actually cope? <laughs> I don't even know if I'm coping. I can't lie. Like every day is let's like not five. Into some sort of, <laughs> let's not get into some sort. Let's not get into a therapy session on this episode. But it will be good to you know know how you manage. I'm assuming yeah. going on breaks like the odd occasion to Dubai and stuff helps. But it'll be good to know a bit more about what you're currently managing. But how you yeah how you cope. I I, I oh. have the answer to that. But Liz, I'm gonna <laughs> let you be true to yourself. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So my my day job is currently split between two teams. So obviously I work I work I'm technically a digital marketing manager, um, which means I work in the business in the marketing department. Um, but because I'm tech focused, I also work in technology. So in in investment management, they call it technology. You're either in technology or you're in the business. The business is like you know client facing, front office, blah 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 blah. Technology is like back end people that make things happen in the background, build products, etc. So my day job is currently split between them both. Um, I have a technology team, so I don't want to go too much into Agile because it's very complex, but I have a Scrum team and they are made up of developers, um, a QA and a BA, and they are the people that fix things on the websites when the websites are broken. They code, they make new features, they test things, etc. And I work with them to make sure that they're building the things that the business so the front office people have asked for so it could be anything from a new fund center and um, a patient spill the fund information it could be to fix the campaign page that's broken it could be to completely redesign the website it could be anything so i get all these requests i have to sort them on a massive backlog which is like a to-do list of things to do there could be hundreds of things on there and um, it's a global investment management so these requests are coming from all around the world everyone has different requirements everyone has different things they're working on and my day job is to prioritize all of that and feed that into the tech team and then they work on an agile basis so every couple of weeks they create some things that i've prioritized and they release them onto public facing websites um, so i have to work on the roadmap for the year as well as that so that's to define the business goals 
for the year and I've got loads of stakeholders to answer to and I basically have to keep them updated on the things that we're working on and I'm also responsible if anything goes wrong as well so it's a lot to juggle at once um I do have a team as well that do make the changes on the websites so they do all the web edits etc that's the team I actually originally started off in and then I worked my way up to management and position so I do juggle two teams at the same time it's very chaotic um but I can't lie I love it <laughs> I think I just love being busy <laughs> it, it, it sounds yeah, it sounds amazing yeah. and exciting and sounds like you're really kept to your toes. And I think the question about how you can't probably uh, rephrase it, actually, I guess, <laughs> what what I'm going to rephrase, actually, what, what I guess three things or up to three things would you say that you make sure are in place for you to be effective in what you do? And this could be relating to directly what you do at work or even maybe outside of work to make sure you're calm and collected. <laughs> so you have to be very organised. Um, you have to be resilient because you cannot please everybody, especially as a product owner. Like everybody thinks that their work is the most important thing for you to do. And your, your job is basically to make sure that everyone's happy, even though that's impossible. Um, but just to communicate, so constantly being that person to reassure, to make sure that, you know, you're working on the right things. Um, and also to have a good work life balance, like, what you have to realize in my job is that the work is never ending so mm. you could stay behind till 10 p.m if you want i mean you might make a small dent in the work but you're still going to come in in the morning and there's still going to be a lot of work to do so you basically have to decide how much you can take mm. um i'm lucky although i do work in the corporate world i have heard horror stories from other investment management companies where you know you're there till like 3 a.m and that's quite normal I work in a company that actually prioritise, you know, a good work-life balance. So I don't think I work crazy hours. And if I do, most of the time it's by choice. Um, so I think I've got quite a good balance in my life. Um, mm. I think some people disagree <laughs> because, oh, you know, no. I, 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 I am I, in the office quite late. <laughs> I disagree. I was, I was, I was uh, hoping you talk a bit more about, you know, your um, restaurant escapades and uh, <laughs> you know, and the fact that you, you gym quite a lot as well. You know, I think those things are really important for a work life balance yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would say I'm quite a hedonistic person. So I'm always out. I'm always at the gym. I'm never at home and I don't sleep very often. But I just think that's my personality. Like I'm quite a on-the-go person and it works for me it's not for everybody especially when you work crazy hours um but I think for me that keeps me grounded like knowing that I have an area to like de-stress like, I'm mm. quite lucky in that we've got a gym in our workplace so in between meetings I can go upstairs and do a gym session and come back and I can feel so much more better so um my lifestyle is very crazy but it works for me and yeah. I think it really does help with my career as well yeah amazing so you know from being organized and resilient and of course um some of the things that jack's pointed out in terms of having that healthy balanced uh, lifestyle and exercising um for our listeners actually in due time we're going to be doing a episode around health is wealth um exercising and how that links to um wealth generation as well so do you stay tuned out uh, for that a reminder to our listeners please please if you haven't done so already click pause and like this and share if you think you're getting some value and added as well so you can share it to someone else um lizzie as you know um here on world finance we talk a lot about um 
personal finance journeys as well um, to hopefully give some inspiration uh, to our listeners. It'll be good to hear a bit more from you actually. What's your personal finance uh, journey being like or your relationship with personal finances, however much you're comfortable sharing with you. You've obviously, from the sounds of it, um, sounds like you're, you're doing well, um, particularly from the background, the bio background you're in. Um, but it'll be good to, <laughs> to hear um, a bit more from you around this. Sure. So growing up, you know, as a lot of us um, were like, I wasn't taught anything about personal finance. I knew nothing. Um, I actually had my first insight into, you know, the world of finance was when I tried to apply for a student account and I got declined twice. And I was like, what? I didn't even know what a credit score was or why I couldn't get a student account. Like I had no credit. I'd never done anything, never taken out a credit card before. So I actually went to uni with no student account, no overdraft, nothing. Um, and it was, it was a bad idea. I can't lie. To be honest, when I look back at it now, I'm very grateful because a lot of my friends <laughs> took years to come out of their overdraft. So, and I had no debt because I, I wasn't even allowed to get debt. So Please I'm God. quite grateful for that now. Mm. Um, but I did make it my mission to learn, especially because, you know, when you're living in London and you see everyone wants to buy a house, and we know how hard it is to buy a house in London. And we know the things that we need to do to be able to do that. So, you know, getting a good credit score is a part of that. Trying to earn a decent wage is another part of that. Um, so mm -hmm. I really focused on improving my credit score. Um, I actually worked to 999, which I was very proud of. Um, but also, as well as that, I think, for me, I mean, I'm not very good at budgeting. I can't lie. So although I do save, because I know it's very, very important to do. I actually prioritise trying to earn more than to cut back. So I made that my mission to do. And with that, I was able to save, but also enjoy life. So, you know, a lot of people see me out and about living my best life, but they don't know that I'm also saving ridiculously as well. So I managed to save a mortgage deposit. So I do want to buy a house very, very soon. And it only took me two years. Um, despite the fact that I went on eight holidays and I was living like an absolute idiot. Um, but it's because I prioritise trying to earn more. And I think that's very, very important. You know, there's a lot of you know, people telling you, oh, you need to make sacrifices, you need to cut back. But actually, I think the most important thing to do is try and increase the money that you're bringing in because that yeah. is what is going to get you the mortgage offer that you need to get a house in London if that is your goal. Um, so that was my priority. So I'm now yeah. in the position to buy a house. I've been very lazy this year, I can't lie, but let's just blame 2020 because it's been a go. So next year, <laughs> I really do hope that I will be able to buy a house in London. That's my goal. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, going back to personal finances, you know, we, we talk about how you manage money and how you build wealth and that kind of stuff. And of course, we do talk about things like increase your income, reduce your expenses, investing wisely, protecting your wealth and that kind of stuff. But actually, when it comes to savings and that kind of stuff, and actually saving, particularly to buy in a house, is a formula. It's a formula of increase your income and or reduce your expenses. And it's why we say personal finance is always personal. So for someone like Liz, who's talking about, you know, increasing income, it's because she's done it really, really well. And so without even considering reducing expenses aggressively, she's automatically got a residual amount, right? And that's really, really, really important. Um, 
if you are someone who's starting off in the very, very early stages and you have a goal immediately, then you're in a different situation to Liz. You need to reduce your expenses as quickly as possible unless you've got the ability, the resilience, what's the word? Resilience <laughs> and resilience. aggression <laughs> really, really uh, push forward mm. and actually really, really increase your income. But actually, yes, when it comes to buying a property, especially the increase an income element you know the, the the wages is really really important because that's what the um the lender is going to look at before they actually offer you a mortgage absolutely and there are sacrifices that i did make i can, i have to say this like i did say no to a lot of things like i didn't go to my friend's hendu like there were holidays that i turned down like i i did try and be a lot more disciplined and I do think it's important, especially in the few months leading up to doing your mortgage and principal, you know, you need to show that you're responsible. Like you can't be living your best life at a restaurant every other day. Like this is a self-drag, by the way, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> like you can't be doing this if you want to, you know, be offered a very good mortgage in principle. So you do have to be disciplined eventually. Uh, I love the self-therapy uh, that's going on here right now, which is actually <laughs> in agreement. And more importantly, Lizzie, that friend uh, that you avoid their head do, are they still your friend? She's still my friend. She understands. And actually, her, <laughs> it was really sad. Her wedding actually got cancelled because of COVID. So, oh, gosh. And she, she's like me. So she was like, okay, next year I'm having another Hendu. I don't care. Like, I'm having two. I'm having a Hendu every year until I get to have a wedding. So I was like, this is great because I will be at your, wed- your wedding and your Hendu now. Oh, amazing. And the reason why she asked that, because guess what? We're going to have to make some sacrifices. And this journey is personal to us. And we need to be confident where we can make those uh, sacrifices. Um, it fits into our personal journey. Um, so, yeah, so um, absolutely amazing to hear that. So what's next for you, I guess, um, from a personal finance journey? You said, you, you said you're in the process of buying a property, right? So I need to do my mortgage in principle very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal was to get a house by mm-hmm. the end of this year but let's just blame COVID. So next year, that'll be my goal for next year. Um, I do need to become more disciplined with my spending. Like I, so when we were let out after the first lockdown, I literally went mad. Like Jax has probably oh, seen. I <laughs> Jax, tell us about the Instagram post. What's happening? <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming this is Instagram related. You, you know I was what? just like, YOLO. <laughs> one, one thing I do, I do like about Liz is, is she, she enjoys her life. And actually, Absolutely right, you know, yeah. what, what we're speaking about, you know, we talk about personal finance, is not just about making money. Mm-hmm. It's about enjoying your money as well. So even when we talked about sacrifices, there are some sacrifices you can and should make, but you shouldn't kill yourself. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't stop enjoying your life and enjoying your money all in the sense of, oh, I want to save money. Actually, you should learn how to enjoy your money, which gives you the extra boost when you're actually increasing your income as well. So well, yes, Liz, I, I saw you. I, I was quite jealous <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> but yeah, but to be fair, I only started enjoying my life like that once I hit my target. So my goal was to save for a mortgage deposit. And it was only once I'd achieved that that I then started living the way that people are seeing me now. And I think people are now looking at me like, wow, you're living your best life. Like, oh, don't you want to buy a house? And I want to reply and be like, actually, I've actually saved my deposit now. That's why I'm able to live the way that <laughs> yeah. I am now. Like. I didn't buy my first designer bag until I was 31. Like mm. that was my birthday present. And there, and there are people that are doing that now and that's fine. But for me, I had goals to achieve. And yes. now that I've hit those goals, now I can afford to like do the things that I want to do. 
and I, I think you've you've just you've just hit it right there, you know. Um, enjoy the fruits of your labor, yes, but you have to have had gone through that labor, whether it's the career draft, starting your own business, etc. And you know, we always talk about work finance in terms of managing your finances. You know, you can give to other people to support, help other people, charity, whatever. You can save, invest, um, and then you you can enjoy your money. Those ratios will always vary depending on the life on the life that you currently have. So it sounds like you know that's just absolutely amazing and congrats on 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 what you've achieved so far lizzie and and definitely all the best moving forward beyond that um so yeah just amazing to hear and definitely inspirational for for myself and i'm assuming jacks and then hopefully for yeah. our listeners as well man invite me to the to the housewoman <laughs> yeah the housewoman i, I want house. those presents man that <laughs> <laughs> said housewoman you know <laughs> I'll have a housewarming party before oh, I go to because you can't ruin it, but you know. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Definitely wishing you all the best with that. So, um, outside of personal finance, what's next for you, uh, career wise, journey wise? Um, yeah, it would be good to hear from uh, next from you before we uh, let you go. So, I really want to become known in my industry, especially as a black woman in tech. Um, that I, I feel like now it has become a lot better in terms of diversity, but I think that's still restricted to like junior level. Um, when you get to my level, there aren't that many senior black women in tech. And I really want to work on building a network and helping people get to those positions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think next year, my focus, like this year, my focus was on finance because that was my weakest area. I wanted mm-hmm. business understanding. Um, but next year, I really want to get into like helping black women in tech and building those networks and providing resources and and more mentoring as well. So yeah, that's, that's my aim for next year, I think. Yeah. I'm looking forward yeah. to the LinkedIn posts and, and mm. so on and so forth. So I, I always wondered, um, you know, not many people know what you do, Liz, um, outside of us that know you personally. So yes, I don't know if you're really interested in having a personal brand or anything like that, but I think people do need to know who you are and, and what you do and how you can support them. And just on that, yeah. actually, as you're saying that, uh, Jax, because Liz, you mentioned at some point you want to set something up for uh, uh, black women in tech. And I can imagine someone might be listening to this right now saying, I would love to support and just chop it up with you in 2021 to take help take things forward on that. So, yeah, if if there is anything that you'd like to share us about where we can uh, find, feel free to do so. Sure. So um, I don't know how many people use Clubhouse, but I am on Clubhouse. Um, so my name on Clubhouse is Lizzie Daniels. That's L-I-Z-Z-I-E and Daniels, which is Daniel with an S. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram if you want to see the 2,000 million restaurants that I visit, which I am trying to cut down <laughs> next year. <laughs> my Instagram is L-X-X-Z-I-E. That's L-X-X-Z-I-E. Um, but yeah, you can find me on those two platforms if you want. Okay. Um, Clubhouse is, is a very new platform. I've heard about it quite a bit. Uh, I've been yeah. invited. Yeah. I actually really enjoy it. Like, I've had some really good conversations, especially in the tech field. So it's quite easy. So you just set up a room where you can talk about anything. Um, mm-hmm. Some people use it for, you know, to talk about really just everyday mundane things um but there are a lot of people that use it for industry talks and for finance personal development and that's the direction that i'm trying to keep mine in um so i have hosted a talk on clubhouse about like women in tech um and i do intend to do a lot more eventually like for me it's just a confidence thing but i think it will get there eventually um but yeah i really do enjoy clubhouse i think it's a good app 
um, so when it becomes public, I would, I would encourage everyone to sign up for it. Thanks very much, Anne. For our listeners, um, you've heard uh, Lizzie's details, so feel free to reach out. Um, Lizzie, listen, been an absolute pleasure having you on the episode. Before we let you go, did you want to share anything for um, our listeners or any final words that you, you, you wanted to share with us? Um, live your best life, but work hard. I'm loving it cool that's it man that is absolutely it Jax any final words from you man no I just want to thank uh, Liz um, Lizzie for coming on um, as I said I know Lizzie personally she's a great person um, so thank you for coming thank you for sharing your, your journey so far I think a lot of our listeners can um, derive some level of confidence and, and inspiration from the things you've you've spoken of and yeah you know my, my my advice to you is to just get a bit more out there because i think you're doing great stuff and you know if people can see um little old lizzie from brixton doing so well that can really really inspire them even further so that's my piece of advice as well thank you i will try i will try <laughs> i'm quite introverted so it's a big challenge for me but that that's one of my goals for next year Ah, amazing. Well, thank you very much, uh, Lizzie. Wishing you all the best and we'd love to welcome you back on the podcast another time. So until the next time, Lizzie, thank you very much. And to our listeners, as usual, you know what to do. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening on to this episode. And remember all, stay woke.